0: Boys, great to have your company for Dwayne's World. A couple of big hours of midday madness. Great to have you company for midday madness. So many texts coming through as well. I'll read a heap of your texts out again very shortly. But let's talk some cricket. Australian cricket might have just had its most successful 12 months on the calendar, or well, almost of all time. Plenty of cricket to come as well with SEM broadcasting every ball of the summer of cricket, including every test, every BBL game, plus all the white ball games and the tour of New Zealand. So there's plenty coming your way on SEM when it comes to cricket. And Todd Greenberg, Australian Cricketers Association CEO, has been good enough to join me. Todd, welcome back to the program. Great to have you on.
1: Good on you, Dwayne. Nice to chat to you too.
0: Been a pretty successful 12 months, hasn't it been? (laughs) Uh, You saw this coming, surely.
1: Yeah, it's been an amazing 12 months. I mean, um, you know, culminated by just the recent one in India. I mean, to see the boys win away from home in that sort of cauldron-like atmosphere caught a lot of people by surprise and... um, you know, It's sort of been the talk of everywhere I've been in the last few weeks is just how good that performance was. I'm incredibly proud of the players. It's quite an amazing bunch, this group.
0: PM, given an invite, what's happening to celebrate it? If this was an American <laughs> team, they'd be at the White House. Uh, what's happening for our team? There hasn't really been a, an official celebration.
1: Well, I can tell you this much. I um, I caught up with Mitchell Stark only yesterday, and um, I think he, he enjoyed a few beers over there together with his teammates. Jumped on a flight home, had a, literally two days, and was back in the gym on Friday, getting himself prepared for the next series against Pakistan. So, I mean, it's you know, there's no doubt that it's a hard workload. You don't really get to stop and breathe and take some of the enormity, you know, of what they've achieved. It's quite an amazing achievement. There's no uh, no visits to the uh, to the lodge on this one. I think we've just got to roll the sleeves up and get on with what's next.
0: Surely the Lodge will invite them at some stage. It does need some sort of commemoration at some stage, doesn't it? This was, well, where does it stand? You've been Cricketers association CEO for a while. Where do you think it stands in the world of Australian cricket achievements?
1: Oh, it's it's remarkable, really. I mean, um, you know, first of all, the win itself in the conditions that favoured the hosts, you know, in front of 100,000 completely all aligned in blue T-shirts for India fans was one of probably the best performances I've witnessed in any sport and to silence such a packed crowd like that was nothing short of phenomenal but it comes on the back of what's been an incredible year both our men and women brought the ashes back Uh, you know men won the world championship trophy Um, you know I mean it's just it's an incredible run and it all credit to the players and equally you know the, the staff around the high performance environment Andrew McDonald and his team deserve enormous credit but it's the players themselves who've driven that culture uh, under Pat Cummins and they deserve enormous credit for the way they've played the game and equally the way they're handling themselves away from the field as well.
0: Where were you when Glenn Maxwell was cramping at back spasms and it looked like he wouldn't be able to go on? Were you wondering what in the hell is going on? Did you make a phone call to see, you know, what the doctors were saying? How do you approach that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I was, I was certainly on the phone a lot at that point in time. I mean, you know, we balance all of these things against player workload and, you know, the sort of um, pressures that are applied on players. And, you know, it's very, very difficult conditions to play any sport in, let alone cricket at the highest level with the humidity and also the quality of air that in some of the cities in India. So, you know, I watch that with very mixed emotions whilst people love seeing, you know, the adversity and the resilience. You also consider the impact that has on the player himself and, was remarkable, and I think we've seen many performances like that where literally a player is out on his feet, uh, both feet, both legs, mm. in fact, and, and could still continue to perform. So, I mean, that was one of the great things about this World Cup particularly. You know, the, almost every player in the squad made contributions throughout, whether it was, you know, Dave Warner at the top of the order with the bat, you know, Adam Zampa with the ball. I thought all our quicks were fantastic. And then you sort of see Travis Head, Mitch and as you said, Glenn Maxwell, so it was very much a team performance, and I think to win these types of tournaments over these lengths of time, you have to make sure you have contributions from a variety of players, not just one or two of your best, so that's the thing that pleased me most about this campaign.
0: And you've got to let them have some downtime too, although you'd prefer they actually rode in the front of a cart, wouldn't you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, fair to say there's a big close watchful eye on the next game of golf, Um, and you know, that's one of the players' great joys about getting out and about in between games, but yeah, I think we might have to look at the OH&S responsibilities around those next ones, that's for sure.
0: Have you done much to support Pat Cummins, or has he not needed it, given there were a few coming at him and uh, he's proven to be the right man for the right job and pulled all the right reins? Yeah,
1: I mean, he's you know just starting, most people are just starting to see the Pat Cummins we've all seen and known for a long period of time. He's on the board of the ACA and has been for a long period of time. I've got to know him personally as well, and everything you see uh, and everything you hear is first class, but it's exactly what you see away from the cameras as well. Um, And, you know, the, the, the evolution of professional cricket is also that the captain has surrounded himself with other like-minded individuals. And, you know, whether that's a senior group of players in the team, but also, as I said before, Andrew McDonald and others, you know, providing great balance for Pat, but, you know, he's a high quality cricketer and he's a high quality person and, Australia are fortunate to have him leading us.
0: Has he lent on you? Have you spoken to him? And do you think people were unfairly criticising him early?
1: Oh, look, you know, one of the things he and I talked about very early in his tenure was that uh, you can expect um, criticism because, you know, there's nothing more certain in our media landscape, but they build you up to knock you down Um, and heroes and villains are well within our landscape. So he knew that going in. You know, he's very circumspect, but he's also very much a, a leader by values. And so he very much disregards any criticism and is happy to plough on because he knows what's right. And, and he's prepared to stick his neck out for what he believes is right. And, you know, I've consistently maintained my support for him and other players who want to have a voice on key issues. And, you know, that, that's what leadership's about. People confuse leadership with popularity. Um Leaders are about having a view, having a position, uh, having good reasoning behind that, and then sticking to it. And Nothing better demonstrated than Pat, and you'll continue to see that from him over this summer. And, and again, he's, he's got clear beliefs and a set of values, and, and he'll follow them.
0: In a perfect world, our best T20 team plays every T20 international. Our best 50-over team does the same. Our best test team does the same. Scheduling's an issue, isn't it, when you've got three, four of your best players not available for a T20 tournament?
1: Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, You know, there's um, every time we play, we want our best players, but there's no doubt that the way the schedule, both bilateral series and ICC tournaments, on top of you know private T20 leagues, are now putting great strain and stress onto the structure of the calendar. So I think we've got to have more of a squad mentality than just a team mentality. That's certainly the position of Australian cricket and. You know, we've just got to work together. We've tried to got to work smart. We've got to peak at the right times, but yeah, it's it's tricky. Um, There's there's a lot that goes into the structure of the schedule. It's um, what you would call an inexact science. But you know, player workloads are hard. I mean, as you've just said, we've had the most amazing period of time. But for most Australian fans sitting here domestically, they're getting ready for the start of the cricket season um, on the back of what's been an incredibly busy period for our players. So. We've got to make sure we can get them up for the right periods of time.
0: So are you agreeing that these T20 matches in India have been scheduled poorly, that we shouldn't have allowed it to go ahead or shouldn't be playing them?
1: Yeah, I mean in in a perfect world you wouldn't be playing. Um, There's no doubt about that but we're also mindful that the bilateral agreements that sit between countries like ours in India um, have commitments where we help each other on content and broadcasters and they'll do the same for us but in a perfect world, if you're asking me whether we want our players playing this straight after World Cup, the answer is, of course we don't. We want them to have a good rest. But equally, we're in a model whereby our players continue to play and, and get well remunerated along the way. So that's why I'm suggesting that, you know, squad mentality versus just starting 11 every week. Uh, we have to have some balance and perspective in all those things.
0: Fact or myth, Alex Carey's been knocked around a bit by what happened during the Ashes and the criticism.
1: Yeah, I mean... Um, like all of us, he's a human being as well. And he's got his own family issues and his own personal agendas. And, you know, it's not easy uh, being criticised, particularly in the heat of the storm that happened over at Lords this year. So, clearly that's had an effect. But he's, a, a again, a hard worker. He's extremely talented. And I'm expecting to see the best of him this summer. Um, but, you know, this is this is part of the challenge for the the sports fans to look at is, they they might see them only as cricketers, but these are human beings. They're husbands and fathers and sons, and you know they have the same challenges that we all do. Um, they're no different. Um, so we've got to make sure we keep supporting them, not just as professional athletes and cricketers, but as people
0: as well. So what have you done to help Alex?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes with all of our players, whether they're facing issues around selection or, you know, we're getting players ready for transition when they, they leave the game. So, you know, we spend a lot of time, what I would say, below the line supporting players. Um, and that's not just conversations with people like myself, it's with professionals, you know, professionals in the industries that can ensure that we put our players in the best mental frame of mind to do their best. Um, and that's ultimately what we have to do. As I said, it's not just about how many runs you score or wickets you take and catches you make it's actually about helping them away from cricket to find balance and perspective when they're playing but importantly conditioning them for when the time comes when they don't play
0: David Warner's been one of our all time greats will continue to play white ball cricket and uh, he's been an icon in the Test Arena is there do you know what's happening to celebrate him at the SCG in a few weeks time
1: well I know one thing for Dave and he's been consistently on this is the only currency that will be important to him in the next few weeks and months will be runs. And the more runs he can score will give him the opportunity to be in Sydney and get the farewell that he wants. Um, Having worked in professional sport for a long time, uh, it's very hard to manufacture fairy tales. So he knows that better than anybody. So his currency is runs and I'm sure that he'll want to come out in that first test and score as many runs as he can. So he, he can give himself the opportunity to be in Sydney. and That's the most important thing in his mind. And then, If and when that happens, uh, I have no doubt that people will give him the farewell that he so richly deserves. He's been a great servant for Australian cricket. Um, He's been, you know, the way he plays the game and the amount of uh, people that will tune in to watch him when he turns up to bat um, speaks volumes. So I hope he has a really great start to his summer and and we can farewell him the way he should be.
0: And I love your answer, Tom, Tom, because... I think it's a fait accompli that he plays in the first test, even though some people think it's not certain yet. He hasn't been told just yet, but uh, it'll happen. He'll play. He'll open for Australia in the first test, won't he?
1: Well, you would think so. Uh, But again, you know, everyone's only as good as the last game you played. And, you know, it's great to see the strength of Australian cricket and people lining up for their opportunity. And there will be plenty of that. But as I just said then, I mean, it's about runs. uh, And that's the only really primary objective for him and others mm. to concern themselves with. There's lots of white noise that sits on the outside of that, but I know how hard Dave works on his game. Um, and He'll put his head down after a great campaign at World Cup. He'll have some time to recuperate, rest, recharge, and I'd expect him to come out all guns blazing and put as many runs on the board as, as he can. And when you perform and runs are your currency, then you do have the ability to choose for yourself and that's giving himself every opportunity, hopefully.
0: There is a little bit of an asterisk on the runs are the currency, though, because some like to compartmentalise white ball runs as to whether that accumulates enough to get you up the ladder for selection in the test team. Glenn Maxwell's accumulating a lot of runs. Does that move him up the ladder for test selection?
1: Well, I know how passionate uh, Glenn is about putting a baggy green on again, like all players are, really, so um you know cricket's cricket at the very start and then there's the nuances that go within the formats but I saw some reports today about um, you know him being considered for selection which I was pleased to read actually because if you're good enough at one level you're usually good enough at all levels and um, you know there's a guy who's worked really hard on his game he's had a number of setbacks and you talk about those players that need to find resilience on the way through whether it's injuries that have come to him or mishaps but Geez, the way he played and the way he played the other night, again, you know, un- under extreme pressure um, and when it matters most, it says a lot about his character. So I know how much he's liked amongst his teammates. So it'd be great to see him get another opportunity as well.
0: Talking to Todd Greenberg, Australian Cricketers Association CEO. Todd, just from an overall philosophical perspective, a month ago the Australian Cricketers Association threw its b- support behind our netballers and that looks like getting a little nastier. it has got a little nasty of late do you still weigh into that do you still get phone calls to help out do you just help out because you want to help out and call them how does that work
1: yeah look we we got involved primarily because we wanted players to be able to help other players and our cricketers had been in a very similar situation to what they find themselves today back in 2017 when we went through our own pay dispute so there was nothing more than just giving some other fellow players a helping hand but you know I'm really hopeful that between the governing body and the players, they can work out the structure of a deal. Uh, I've long maintained that some communication and actually getting around the table can solve most problems. And I'm hopeful there's a level of maturity on both sides that can get that deal done. But, yeah, we've been in constant contact with the Netball Players Association to give them some assistance and, you know, helping hand when needed and some resources. And as I said, I'm hopeful for their players because ultimately you've got 80 to 100 young women who are playing professional netball and devoting their careers and none of them are being paid at the moment um, and I find that hard to reconcile so let's hope they do get that deal done quickly for their
0: sport particularly. And one more philosophical question Todd, does less games mean less money or do you get paid for the comp? So the BBL has had a reduction in games and I'm asking you this with a bit of an AFL thought going forward when we maybe have 19 teams or even 20 teams when they might be a situation where everybody plays each other once and we have a few less games. Does that mean less pay or do you get paid for the whole comp for the year and that's it?
1: No, I don't think it necessarily matches that more games, more pay. In fact, I think I've got a personal view on this, that sometimes I think sports get concerned about adding more content, but it's actually about the quality rather than the quantity. So I think scarcity can be your friend sometimes and uh, scarcity can create a much better value set. So, um, I'm all about making sure those games have real meaning and purpose. So I'm not, not a subscriber to the consistency of just adding more content in for no, for no apparent reason. So I think scarcity can be your friend, as I said, and creating scarcity through scheduling can be very advantageous, but it takes some bravery as well.
0: Good to have you, Todd. Always good to be able to pick your brain. I always appreciate when you come on. So thanks for making yourself available.
1: Anytime. Look forward to chatting over summer. Cheers.
0: Yeah, I'll see you at the cricket. Todd Greenberg, Australian Cricketers Association CEO.